You're listening to Pigs in a Podcast, a podcast done K-Pig style, featuring interviews with your favorite new and classic pig artists. All right, Todd Snyder is here. Welcome to your, I guess this is probably your radio home. That's right. Yeah. Hello, uh, piggies. Yeah, I I mentioned earlier how you came down here when Laura Ellen said we love your music yeah. and, and you played and that yeah. was 1994 get out really yeah. oh yeah. man and then uh and then you ended up just kind of hanging out and playing music whenever uh here in the time in terms of pulling out cds and playing yeah, music. yeah. i've dj'd shifts yeah <laughs> man i wish it would, next time you come to town and you have a little bit more time just come in here yeah. and do that will you? and we'll just stand back and watch it's fun i think and <laughs> i've said a million times this is a this isn't just my favorite station it's a lot of singers favorite stations yeah, thank you so station a lot of singers listen to on buses oh nice i hope so because we we love supporting uh you know obviously musicians that don't you know that aren't on the mainstream or anything right that's i mean and those are the ones i know i guess so we <laughs> we listen for ourselves we're the no drum machine crowd yeah. yeah i have to ask are you following the world series at all a little bit. Yeah. I, I haven't decided who I want. I think I want Washington because they've never been in. Yeah. But I've got a lot of friends in Houston. Right. So. I know. And none in D.C., I don't think. I, I mean, I know the people at the club, but that's about it. Yeah, I know. Me too. I was kind of torn, but ever since last night, I mean, the guys on the Nationals seem so completely as one, like the Giants yeah. here are. Uh, and I just kind of, uh, although I like Houston too. Anyway, speaking of which. Giants are my main. Really? Guy. I'm Portland guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I am I am a Giants fan. Yeah. Down, Willie uh, McCovey, all oh, that. I go oh, way yeah. back. Yeah, or yeah, the orange and black. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Willie McCovey was amazing. Oh. And such a nice man too. And of course, Willie Mays is still hanging around, yeah. and we love having him Best come to the ballpark. Best player ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and uh, we could. Does we he could live out here? Oh, how cool! Yeah. How oh. cool to be Willie Mays? No kidding. Out in Northern California. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but yeah, and when you come to the ballpark, everyone's just yes, like, there he is. "Whoa, that's the guy." Uh, so, did you ever meet Doc Ellis, or did he ever talk to you about America's Favorite I Pastime? I never did, but the song was out, and he was alive for a little while. Uh-huh. And the producer, Don Was, was trying to get in touch with him and play him that song, and uh-huh. then he died, and it was oh, too late. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Because that's a, a wonderful song. Well, thank you. I love that song. It's hard to remember. People yell for it, and I, I have to, it's the only song I have to have a lyric sheet. For some reason, I it did. won't go in. Last time you were at the Rio, I did, and you and I, neither one of us could remember the opening yeah, line. I, I was I finally so started putting uh, the, sh- the words down. <laughs> I don't know why that song just won't go in. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. that's funny. Some Same of them with the, there's another one, um, I forget, something about compliments and publicity. I just uh-huh. can't cram it in there. I can't get uh, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow to Be Cowboys out. Uh-huh. There's songs I can't get out. <laughs> Scooch over and make room, but they don't, they don't leave. Uh, what about... Um, D.B. Cooper, have you been following the saga of him? Is there something going on lately? Or? You know, the last I heard, he's supposedly some guy who lives on a boat in San Diego. Yes. Yeah. That's Isn't what I wanted. Cool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I already told myself. That's exactly how we ended up. Well, <laughs> I just think that's pa- that's fantastic. This new album, uh, which I love, uh, it's a, it was a, what what made you want to go to Johnny Cash's Man Cave? Ah, thank you. Um, Okay, so the last little Retta Lynn record she made, I I had a song her and I wrote together wow. on it. And I've gotten to know her over the years. We've got like three songs. And she was going to record our song, and so she said I could come with her. And it was at Johnny Cash's place right in the building where he died, where wow. he recorded right up to the end. Wow. And um, 
So I sat there and watched her do my song. That night I had a dream that I woke up on the floor of that place and Johnny Cash was who woke me up and that was the end of the dream. Then I had it again a little bit later and then the third time I had it, I woke up and Johnny Cash pointed to the corner of the place and said, you're missing it. And then I woke up and that's Whoa. all I knew. Whoa. And Right? <laughs> yeah. And so I told Dave Schools from Widespread Panic about that and he said, we need to go spend the night out there. And so we spent the night out there. He called John Carter Cash and said, can we spend the night out there? When, I don't know what for, but we did it, and I got that song that night. I got this, that, there's a song called Just Like Overnight that I made up that night, wow. and then got the idea for a song called The Ghost of Johnny Cash yeah. that night, and we thought, okay, maybe there's some songs out here, and yeah. I just kept coming out there every nice. day and made up like 12 or 13 songs. And Ghost of Johnny Cash has to do with Loretta Lynn's kind of in that too, yeah. right? Yeah, and okay. that's a true story that John Carter told me was... He, when he was producing her at the house, she parks her bus next to the cabin cave thing. And the house you can see down from the upstairs from his bedroom, you can see the bus in the studio. And he said one night at three in the morning, he woke up to country music that was really like overwhelmingly loud. Uh -huh. He looked out his window and Loretta Lynn in her 80s was, he said, dancing was, he described it was like a teenager, like twirling dancing. Wow. And he said, in that instance, I thought, I wonder if she thinks she's dancing with my dad. Oh. And uh, she. And then he said in the morning, he said, what were you doing last night, Loretta? And she said, what do you think, John Carter? Uh, that just gave me goosebumps oh, now. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and then, so then beautiful. me and him were like, maybe that's the song we should make up. And then also we wondered if that, we, keep, we still talk all the time about what that dream meant, where well, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. And we stand in that corner sometimes and we've looked in that corner uh -huh. like what's here <laughs> and we stand there and go we'll see if it you know see if there's some song or something or if it has a different vibe like yeah. different temperature or yeah. something you're just yeah, yeah. and uh, rick rubin produced this right yes and and he kind of transformed it into a studio yeah he worked so much with tom petty you guys must have had some fun conversations yeah well no uh, uh, uh no rick rubin didn't produce it he produced all those johnny cash records oh mine, okay though. okay but boy i, I would love to meet him yeah no yeah, kidding those are just such great johnny and that was the room they did those records in oh, okay but i've not met that guy with the cool beard yeah he yeah. does the beastie boys and yeah all yeah, that. He, yeah yeah does everybody yeah did you ever meet tom petty no i oh. would have loved to have though and just thought he was an amazing troubadour i love when you sing uh, vinyl records and you said yeah. miles and miles and miles of tom petty <laughs> yeah. and then you do a little pause and look up yeah. and i'm like yeah that's about that's totally right oh that was tragic i didn't see that coming he was so no. young and yeah and you don't i'm sure he partied or whatever but you didn't i guess he just was a private guy i didn't know he was I had that injury. No, I didn't I know did. he was with the pain pills. I yeah, and that. Uh, during that whole tour, yeah. I mean, just it, it was, he loved to play. Must have just loved. Then I would got on YouTube to see the last show, and you just look at him like he just lives to play, and yeah. his whole right leg is just not working. Oh God, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do. If you watch it, it's okay, like, and he's still using that. You yeah. can just he's in incredible pain and having a blast. <sighs> I love. I'm with me you. Too. Yeah, me too. Rock I just love Tom Petty. I don't think you. I don't know if you know this, but uh, we. It's our 30th birthday. Today? No, or no this, month? this year. All right. And and we are giving out a huge prize every uh, month to the to the, the piggies. Uh, and this September's prize was um, you. It All was right. it was the Todd Snyder survival kit. 
and we gave out uh, uh, the guy's the guy's name who won is uh, Rory. Uh, he's from Santa Cruz. He's coming to your show tonight. Oh. But I, uh, it's it's Gold Circle Seats. It's a chance to say hi to you backstage before the show. Oh, right on. But then there's the also the survival kit, which includes uh, Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, Tom Petty's greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, a bag of pork rinds. Yeah. And twenty dollars for a B double E double R U M. There you go. <laughs> That'll do it. It was fun putting that one together. Oh, nice. Oh, I really liked it. Uh, so, uh, do you want to do a song? Sure. And, and sure. then where are we? Yeah, we got plenty of time. Okay. Let's see. Not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the oh, spot. No. Here's one we were talking about. D B Cooper was forty three when we first heard his name. Four to seven miles away from where he fell down to his fame. He told me that the hardest part of it wasn't even jumping out of that plane. It was spending the night watching police lights shine through the pouring rain. Well, they held the manhunt that next morning like nothing I'd ever seen. I was only eight years old at the time I was watching on my TV screen. They were saying he was never gonna make it now. The daylight had sealed in. But later that night they were shining that light back down on the mountain again. Not far away from the city of Roseanne. They all watched those lights up through the rain for D.B. Cooper. The cop blocked off all the eggs rose. It turned loose all of their hounds. They even dragged that river up a couple of times to see if he had drowned. With all those men working overtime, they swore they were going to bring him down. But a parachute and a few hundred dollars is all that they've ever found. Not far away from the city of Rose. They all watched those lights up through the rain. Some people say that he died up there somewhere in the rain and the wind. Well, other people say that he got away, but then his girlfriend did him in. Lawmen say if he is out there someday, they're gonna drag him in. As for me, I hope they never see old D.B. Cooper again. Oh, not far away from the city of Rose. They all watch those lights up through the rain. D.B. Cooper, a drinking champagne, a drinking champagne. I love that. Thank when you. you were a kid and gr being in Portland, that must have just fascinated you. That song was the, the when that night that happened. My dad, uh, kind of, I now that I look back on it, he was being doing it for the kids, but he looked out the window. He kept looking out the window, kind of did a Santa Claus thing uh, with it. Yeah. And at the time, I thought it was real, 
and it was exciting and and uh, then i was telling that story to somebody and while i was telling it to him i thought you know i could do a song <laughs> <laughs> like um i love i love your book oh, I, thank I tell you. everybody buy get his book because and trust me if you're going to the show tonight you're probably selling your book i think so yeah get the book you won't regret it i i bought i bought copies for other friends um uh, but i love one of the lines in there was uh uh how uh, you, you the first time you went and saw J, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, and and you said you figured out the difference between a freeloader and a free spirit was four chords and a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It is true. Yeah. You don't really need a boat if you can sing about being on a boat. The guy with the boat wants you. <laughs> if you you can sing about skiing, you can get a free trip. You know, yeah. any, anywhere you want to go, sing about it, and yeah. someone will take you. I love when uh, you told a story last time uh, you were here. Uh, in the Rio about how you and Jerry Jeff came out of some club uh, late one night and you heard a street musician like at two in the morning playing Mr. Bojangles. Yeah, we both cried. It yeah. was heavy. Yeah. And I felt like I deserved it because I'm his, I mean, I may not be his number one fan, but I'm tied at least. I really <laughs> know it all. And I know his life story and, uh, and, and think of his act. They might, I don't know if they'd call it an act or a lifestyle, but I patterned my life after his or also felt like when I saw him I was already living that way I was already on the sofa circuit I was already a hitchhiker and uh, the sofa circuit yeah I'm gonna keep that That's good. <laughs> yeah and I thought uh, you know not only could I okay I could be a singer but um this that's what he sings about yeah so I was like I could sing about this and if you're singing about needing a place to sleep how much easier is it gonna be to find a place to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're young, you know, yeah, and you're yeah. hanging around college kids, or yeah. it's like, hey, I imagine if you're an old man on the street, it's harder. But when you're 24, yeah. if you can play Brown Eyed Girl, you can go to any frat <laughs> party you want to. Not that you'd want to, <laughs> no, but, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a definite thing. Yeah, we have, he came in here with Tim Flannery. Yeah. And I don't know if you know Tim, but yeah. uh, super great guy. And and he was, Jerry Jeff was drinking a kombucha, and I saved it up on our wall of fame right. there with a little post-it note. This is Jerry yeah. Jeff's kombucha from June, whatever year it was. I just like, talked to him two days okay. ago on the road. He looked good in the picture I saw of him with Jimmy Buffett at the uh, New Orleans Jazz Fest. Yeah. He looked good. He's doing good. He okay. just lost a big part of his tongue. Oh. Yeah, I know. Excuse me, but. But he's got a bunch of new songs. And okay, really? Yeah. What's he going to do with them? I don't know. I asked if I could sing one. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Have Tim do one. You do one. All the yeah. Jerry Jeff love. You know, yeah. People who love him. Do yeah. a Jerry Jeff tribute album. He know? said, that's what I think we should do. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. He's 75 years old. You know. Ramblin' Jack's 88. Good gracious. And he's blowing me off the stage <laughs> and backstage, too. He's killing me, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. You can't keep up with Ramblin' Jack because you know the guy. And, and I cannot. <laughs> and I'm I'm somebody to keep up with. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was look up to you for that. I went to Chico State, and I think, no, this guy's a pro. <laughs> yeah, and I admit it. Yeah. And, and, and he is the rounder of rounders. Man. Oh, really? And yeah. That's I so look cool. up to him so immensely, even more so. We've been traveling for two weeks, and he's incredibly generous and humble. And just we've all been like had such a good time. Oh, uh, good. We have, there's three of us that travel with me, and we were just talking before we came up here about how much we like him and his tour manager Donovan. They have oh, nice. taught us a lot and knocked the crowds out every time. Like the, I know they all know who he is, but mm -hmm. it, this, he's he's playing as good as ever that's great and yeah. i imagine being with you is a bit of a spark 
We're having fun, man. Yeah, and I'm recording him a lot, oh, getting him good. to tell stories. Last oh, night I perfect. got the How Did He Meet Woody Guthrie story on oh, tape. Wow. Oh. Oh, tell this, can, can you tell just a little bit? Well, the, the so thing we that I thought was amazing, well, he went and got a phone number, but the part of the story, the, the part of the story that always knocks me out is Woody uh, got, he went with a, on a ride in a car, I may screw it up, from all the way from New York to California, and then he hitchhiked all the way back, and he recounted all the rides. All the people, the cars, the names of the people that picked him up in 1949. Whoa. And he can do that. Wow. If, if he's like, I took a sailing trip in 1954, and he'll name the whole everything. Uh-huh. And he'll, Whoa. Yeah, it's, a, it's astonishing. I want that. <laughs> Steve Earle's a little bit like that. Maybe uh -huh. not as, not as uh, he doesn't channel it the same way, but uh -huh. he has that memory. Like some people uh, yeah. read a book, and then they just can re then, then say just it back. It. Yeah. My theory is that, because um, I can remember all the lyrics to any Beatles song. Yeah. Uh, but I meet somebody and I'm not good at retaining names. And I Me figure it's either. because um, back then I had uh, much fresher brain cells. <laughs> yeah, me too. And as I got older, they sort of like, well, no, we're saving this one for the Beatles. This is yeah. over on this side. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know who that guy was. So. That's me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite songs on your new album is, uh, is the one about reality, tell, uh, re oh, talking you. reality, tell, television blues. Was that, yeah. that was so well written and so well put without being so blatant oh well thank you yeah it was thank really you. good yeah. i tried to do that i i try i try not to like i don't i don't think anger is the worst thing in the world uh but i don't know how much i dig it in music uh-huh i'd rather have a good time right so you can you know, kind of poking fun and also just talking more about television than any yeah. one person yeah but some no. people get some, some yeah pe some people take a couple shots <laughs> People like, well, no, that's not true. I wouldn't say I like all of them, but yeah. some people I like get zinged. Uh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, it's, uh, it's a really good way of writing that, I oh, think. Um, do you Do you think, you grew up in Portland, and did, were you kind of like a different kid? Um, not till high school, not till about, mostly I, I tried to fit in. And then I left home my sophomore year. I ran away from home and started, or my family moved and I didn't go with them. Uh -huh. That was more like what yeah. it was like. And I just started staying. That's when I started the sofa. So that's <laughs> when I came up with that because I'd stay at different <laughs> friends' houses. Nice. And then that's when it started. That's when I found the Beatles pot and uh -huh. stopped realizing. I was like, who cares if our team wins? I couldn't <laughs> believe I'd bought that for like, we got to beat so-and-so yeah. at some game. And about my junior year. Uh -huh. I just let that all go and yeah. went hippie. And that's when it really influenced your music. Yeah. That whole thing. That's pretty that started me thinking music was the main thing that yeah. I liked. Good. Yeah. That's that's well then then thank I'm sorry about your folks leaving, but uh but that can be a turning point for a lot of kids in a lot of ways. Yeah, music really is a can be a really healing, healthy thing for uh -huh. for for me it has been in, in my life. Different yeah. groups I would say get me through stuff. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, in fact, we were talking about Huey Lewis, and yeah. and you were saying how you know those guys are so good. And yeah, yeah, and you were mentioning he's one of your favorite songwriters. So for uh, sure. But I love the, that you saw him in Nashville. No, it was in Portland. Portland, and at, the, was and the up, at the donut at the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and they were we were like you know because they would dress like you, yeah. you. I was in the suburbs in school. I never saw anybody dress yeah. dress like that. Yeah. you know, and we were like, what are they? They're a band. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. And then we saw the marquee Huey Lewis in the news. 
And then one day, but you know, this was in grade school. And then by junior high school, we were, I remember they came on TV and a few of my friends were like, oh my God, that's the donut, the donut shop band. They're on TV. And then they own the decade. <laughs> that's, I love the donut shop band. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Do you feel up to doing a, a one sure. more? Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. You want to hear the TV one? Yeah, that'd be great. You got a pick on you, man. Ah, I knew it. All right, I won't be able to play the harp. But... We'll come gather round and I'll sing you a song about a crazy old world that was coming along. Till one day some fool made the decision to go ahead and invent a television. Of course, the radio reported the world would ignore it and that your average family didn't have time for it. But before you knew it, you knew Milton Berle and we all had a new escape from the world. We were all tuned in before too soon. We were watching a man walk on the moon. He made it look as easy as driving a car. They said video killed the radio star. This is a talking blues song. Talking blues are easy to do. All you have to rhyme is a line or two. Rhyme a line or two and then you don't have to rhyme again. See? I say anything I want to now. Within reason, you know. Say sitcom, catchphrase, game show nation. Television soon came to defy explanation as the situation took to such a degree that eventually you'd hear about a cable TV. Of course, the free TV news swore the world would ignore it and that your average family couldn't afford it. But again, they were wrong, and eventually, everybody wanted their MTV, and we were all tuned in. But now the shock was watching a kid do a thing called a moonwalk. He was really just sliding backwards, eventually too far. Reality killed that video star, Talking Blue. So simple at first, it was hard to foresee the impending collision with reality. But television soon seemed to turn on itself when the real world came on like it was something else. Of course, actors all acted like they weren't floored, hoping eventually that we would all get bored. But one after the other, we pretended not to act as we hurtled ever forward toward alternative fact and then a show called The Apprentice. And then pretty soon, an old man with a comb over had sold us the moon and we stayed tuned in. And now here we are, reality killed by a reality star, talking blue. Hills, that is. Yabba dabba do. Thank you. I think Yabba Dabba Doo is thoroughly underused. <laughs> way underused. <laughs> That's way too good of a, 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 a yeah. series of words to be putting together. <laughs> Somebody uh, yell Yabba Dabba Doo tonight. Okay, yeah. Abs you know you're going to have a chorus of it. <laughs> Can I hear a Yabba Dabba Doo? Ah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get it. All right. Uh, I know you got to get ready to go and uh, and get ready for your uh, your show tonight with Ramblin' Jack. Oh, and he's on at 8, Doors yeah. at 7, and Todd follows at 9. And uh, and uh, so I think it's fabulous at the Rio Theater. Get it, get it, get it, get over there because you, you're not going to get these two guys traveling together very oh, often. No. Yeah, so it's really good to have you back. Uh, I do this thing at the end of every interview called the th Three Stupid Questions in 60 Seconds. All right. Okay? Yeah. There's no right answer. Okay. You can go either way. Get a shot uh, of coffee here. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, Like I said, no right okay. answers. You can go either way. Oatmeal or grits? Oatmeal. All right, that'd be Okay, uh, John Prine or Jimmy Buffett? John Prine. Okay. I remember you started out with on Buffett's I know, label. I worked for both guys. <laughs> yes. And like both guys, yeah. I should say. I, I love the story you said about when Buffett threw a uh, pineapple at your head. He did. <laughs> and he hit it. 
And I kind of earned it. There's ways I could tell the story that would make it sound like I didn't deserve it, but there's also a version that I mean, I was kind of being a defiant little jerk, yeah, ungrateful. You little wrote dick. it like that in the book, and yeah. you, you could kind of see someone throwing a pineapple. Yeah, <laughs> I had it coming, and I learned from it. I got, I, I learned from it. <laughs> I learned from a pineapple. Yes, bam, and, and fruit too. You'd think Jimmy Buffett, of course, <laughs> fruit, fruit. Exactly. You could, he could have made a perfectly good margarita out of it. Yes. Uh, and uh, the last question, past or present? Oh, present. There you go. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Todd Snyder. Oh, thank you. Always good to see you. It's wonderful to see you. Come. See you tonight, I hope, everybody. Yeah, all right. Todd Snyder here on The Pig. Congratulations on your new album. It's thank wonderful. you. Thanks for listening to Pigs in a Podcast. Check out the entire archive on kpig.com. Follow us on Facebook to find out about new interviews as soon as we post them, and subscribe to us in iTunes, and you'll get the newest interviews as soon as they're ready.